again tonight in this place of worship. Why not? He's God. It's not like he's just got a certain amount and a certain limit and he's going to have to worry about running out. <laughs> I mean, the Amer- some of the people in the, in the oil business is worried about running out of it. But you don't have to worry about with God. It's not going to run out. It's a well springing up. And he's got more than enough. Love and appreciate, Brother McKean. Appreciate the word of God that we heard today. Amen. Store that in our hearts and minds and spirit. Tonight, I believe he's going to come and minister unto us again. And our prayers that the Lord would anoint him and bless him. Give him the strength and the ability that he needs to bring forth his word tonight. And our prayer that it won't just fall on deaf ears, but on ears that will hear it and respond unto it and take it to higher places. Amen. That God would have us too. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pulpit tonight. God bless Brother McCain. Appreciate it. Hallelujah. Come on, worship God. Hallelujah. such a need in the house tonight, amen, for God just to take a walk through the garden of our heart, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, totally different from what it was this morning, but there is a deep, deep moving of the Holy Ghost in the house today, how many feels richer about knowing about the mercies of God, but can I tell you something? Uh, this side of, of eternity is where you get mercy. Hallelujah. You're not going to get it at judgment. Mercy is, mercy is flowing like a river tonight. While there's life and while there's hope and while there's breath. But at judgment, there'll be no mercy. At judgment, you'll be judged out of what is written in these books. And there'll be no mercy. Mercy is for us tonight. Keep that in mind. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles tonight, just go to the book of 1 Samuel. Book of 1 Samuel. God visited us this afternoon. And I want to preach my heart for a few minutes tonight. 1 Samuel chapter 31. Beginning at verse 1. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines, fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. The Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons, and the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab and Melchishua, Saul's sons. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers hit him. And he was sore wounded of the archers. Then said Saul unto his armor-bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, He fell likewise upon his sword, 
died with him. So Saul died and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men that same day together. When the men of Israel that were on the other side of the valley and they which were on the other side of Jordan saw that the men of Israel fled and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook the cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. And it came to pass on the morrow when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his three sons fallen in Mount Gilboa, very gruesome. And they cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people. And they put his armor in the house of Ashtaroth and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. When the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard of that which the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men arose and went all night and took the body of Saul, the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan, came to Jabesh and burnt them there. And they took their bones and buried them under a tree at Jabesh and fasted seven days. Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? Brother Moore, would you ask God's anointing on this service? Need to pray in church tonight. Come on. Mighty God of heaven, as we come into this house this evening, God, we invite you, Lord, to come down, walk these aisles, speak to the heart, to mind, every man, woman, boy, and girl. God, let that anointing of the Holy Ghost, God, let it be in that house right now. God, I bind every spirit of hell that would hinder. God, you lose the liberty of the Holy Ghost right now. He caught Tayelabashakahai. Oh, can I believe it, God? God, I cry out to you in the holy name of Jesus. God, you have come to set the captive free. God, to mend the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. He caught Tayelabakahaya. Whoa, give the Lord a good hand and clap of praise. Come on. Whoa, Holy Ghost is in the house. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, the Holy Ghost is in this house tonight. Hallelujah. I want to preach to you for just a few minutes, and I'm not going to hold you long tonight. I want to preach on the danger of missing God's will. Even the danger of missing God's will. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Here's such a horrible, horrible story, amen, of Saul and the judgments of, of missing God's will. Amen. Let me back up uh, in Saul's life. Here was Saul uh, when the children of Israel began to cry out for a king and God looked among the people and there was not a goodlier man in all of Israel 
than Saul. There was not a man there that uh, that looked more pleasing in the eyes of God, amen, than Saul. Not that he was just a good-looking man, amen, but he had a good heart before God. And he stood head and shoulders above every man in Israel. And there you know the story how that of a tender heart, amen, that God called him and Samuel anointed him. And, and there he was and for a while he didn't make a move amen without inquiring of the man of God amen but the, one of the greatest enemies that a man or a woman can have amen is something called a self will amen that does not want to die that self will down on the inside of a man amen that says I'm going to do it my way I'm going to do things like I want to I'm not going to let a preacher amen get in my life can I tell you something somewhere if you're going to be saved you got to crucify that will and there we found that Saul, a man that was, he was quick to follow after Samuel. He was quick to hear the voice of Samuel. Amen. But there was another voice that was also speaking to him. Amen. And whenever God can't get you to pray. Amen. It's already been talked about tonight. There is a red hot belch in hell. Amen. You're going to die one day. There's going to be a last time that you walk through the doors of a Pentecostal church. There's going to be a last message that you get to hear. There's going to be a last altar call. And then somewhere you're going to spend eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yes, hell hath enlarged herself. Hallelujah. Because it said it stirreth up the dead to meet you at your coming. Amen. I'm telling you tonight there's only two choices. Amen. In life. It's heaven or it's hell. I don't want to go to hell no matter what the cost. I don't want to miss the will of God no matter amen what the cost. I hadn't got to really talk to Brother Moore about this. But I believe there's three wills that you can be in. I believe there is a perfect will of God. Amen. Where a man is walking in the perfect will of God. And I believe there is a permissive will of God because life, and I preach about life a lot. I preach that life is not always fair. And sometimes, amen, life allows somebody to get out of the perfect will of God and they have to walk in a permissive will of God. They can still be saved. But the danger is there's only one step from a permissive will of God to out of the will of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach to us about the danger of missing God's will. Amen. Such a danger. Amen. And letting that self-will on the inside of us. Amen. Delay us from getting right with God. And that self-will. Amen. There began to be a battle that took place in Saul's life. Amen. As he became the king. And he had that authority on him. And everybody looked at him as the king. But he always looked at Samuel. And he'd say, Samuel, what do I need to do? Amen. But there, but 
there came a day. It was probably just a little small thing. Amen. But he bypassed God's anointed. And he said, I'm going to do this. I really didn't ask the preacher about it. I really didn't ask Samuel about it. But I'm just going to bypass Samuel. And I'm going to do this my way. It's not a heaven or hell thing. It's nothing that's really going to hurt me. I'm just telling you something. That battle, that spirit of self-will was conquering Saul. Hallelujah. In that battle of self-will, amen, when the preacher says everybody lift their hands, and it's just a little bitty thing. And they said, I ain't going to do it. Uh, amen, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and the preacher might say, everybody run the aisles. Uh, and they said, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and the song leader, it may be a simple thing. Uh, but he says, let's give God some praise. Uh, and there's somebody say, hey, there's an old spirit on the inside of you. Uh, amen, that says, I'm going to do it my way. Uh, well, go ahead, Elvis, do it your way. But I tell you what's waiting. Uh, there is a red hot belching hell for those that decide amen to do it their way because somewhere they're gonna miss the will of God I'm gonna preach a little bit I'm going to preach a little. I'm going to tell you, I had a dream that I had probably 10 years ago. I had it this afternoon as I tried to rest. Amen. I'll tell you where I dreamed. I dreamed I wasn't in a big church. I dreamed I was in a little bitty mission just outside of the gates of hell. And I was trying to flag you down on your road to hell. I was the last preacher that was going to get to preach to you. I was the last man of God that was going to give you an altar call somebody is in danger of missing the will of God I didn't come to play church tonight come to flag somebody down on their road to hell hallelujah hallelujah Saul Saul it may just seem to be a little thing to you but don't bypass Samuel Amen. Don't bypass God's anointed. Amen. Because that spirit of self-will. Amen. If you don't crucify it. Amen. If you don't get rid of that spirit. Amen. That says I'm going to do things my way. Amen. I'm not going to line up, preacher. You may as well get ready. I'm going to come to church. But I'm not going to get an obedient spirit. I'm telling you that self-will will destroy your soul in hell. How important is it to God? God, when he built the tabernacle, when he built, when he built the house of God, he said, only they of a willing heart bring something into the house. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want them coming against their will. I don't want them bringing nothing against their will. Because if there's anything I can't stand in the house of God, amen, it's somebody's will that refuses to be broken. It's somebody's will that I deal with and I show mercy to and I reach with a hand of compassion and I look on them with eyes of compassion and their will, that old self-will on the inside of them, amen, does everything it can, amen, to lead them into hell. And can I tell you something, sir? Can I tell you something, ma'am? Nobody lives to their self and nobody dies to their self. There's somebody going to follow you to heaven or there's somebody going to follow you to hell. 
Saul, it's a dangerous thing that you're doing, Saul. And tomorrow it gets bigger. And next week it gets bigger until Saul totally bypasses God's anointed. And it doesn't bother him anymore. But there's a danger, friend, in missing the will of God. And God don't always pay off in 2010. God don't always pay off in 2011. But somewhere down the road, there's going to be a payday. Amen. And I'm just asking you tonight, is it worth missing the will of God over? Amen. Is it worth spending eternity in hell? Amen. The thing, young lady, that's keeping you from coming and getting right with God. The thing, sir, that is keeping you from coming and receiving the Holy Ghost. Is it something worth going to hell over? There ain't nothing in this world worth dying lost and undone over. Hallelujah. Nothing. There ain't no man. There ain't no woman. There ain't no job. There's not a, there's not a, I've tried it all. There ain't no dope in this world worth going to hell over. Amen. There ain't no liquor in this world worth going to hell over. I've smoked everything from a, from a honeysuckle to a crosscut vine. There ain't nothing in this world worth going to hell over. But that self-will will get a hold of a man. And that self-will will destroy a man. Hallelujah. Saul bypassed God's anointed. And now the judgments of God begin to fall on his life. Just two years, just two years after he was handpicked by God. Two years after God had chose him above everybody in Israel. And now we find that he's a man that is rejected of God. We find that he even goes to the prophet. And the prophet says, Saul, Saul, is there not a turnaround for you somewhere? Saul, is there not a place that you can crucify that old self will? And Saul rent the garment of Samuel. And he said, pray for me anyway. He said, just put on a show and let the people think that the blessing and the anointing of God is still on my life. It's not a time for a show. It's not a time to play church. Hallelujah. It's not a time to worry about what the people think. It's not a time to uphold that, that reputation. Amen. But I tell you what it is. It's time to run to you an altar of prayer. It's time to let God baptize you with a Holy Ghost and fire. It's time to avoid that awful place called hell. I'm telling you, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And that rich man that cried out in hell, that had everything in life here, all he wanted was one drop of water. Amen, just one drop of water. And can I tell you, he is still crying out for it tonight. Saul, Saul, I can see Samuel. Is he follower? Saul, I can see him. Saul, there's a, there's a place of repentance. Saul, there's a place if you just repent. There's, there's a turnaround. And then, then God says, Samuel, how long? How long are you going to weep for him? I believe as long as the preacher was praying and crying. I believe as long as the preacher was in travail, there was an opportunity. 
amen, that Saul, if he would have just repented, I'm going to tell you something, you ain't got to go to hell. Amen. There's an altar of prayer in this house tonight. And somebody's been calling your name. And the Lord sent an old country preacher by here. Amen. To preach a little hell fire and brimstone. And preach mercy to you and grace to you. Amen. But I'm telling you, if you get mercy, friend, it's going to be in an altar of prayer right here. There's not going to be any mercy in hell. There's not going to be any mercy. Amen. When God said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Somebody asked me, said, Brother McCain, God's a God of love. Do you think God's going to send me to hell? I said, no. You're going to send yourself to hell by refusing the plan of salvation. You're going to send yourself to hell. Saul found no place to repent. He didn't try to repent. He didn't find an altar of prayer because he didn't seek one. Hallelujah. And now time, everybody say time. Time has went by. Some 30 years has went by. And you know, a lot of people think time erases the guilt of sin. Time does not erase the guilt of sin. Only the blood of Calvary. Only the blood of Calvary. And how important is that name? We can come to an altar of prayer and we can get forgiven. We can repent and we can get forgiven. But that sin is not remitted. That sin is not removed until that name of Jesus is applied in baptism. That blood has got to be there. As much as they can talk about it, I'm telling you, whenever, whenever the Passover came through the land of Egypt, the blood had to be applied to the door. It took more than talking about it. It had to be applied. I'm telling somebody in this house tonight, you know too much to walk out of here lost and undone. And we find that some 30 years later, on a hill called Mount Gilboa, and there Saul is in battle and he looks at his valiant sons of which nowhere in the word of God amen do you find any fault in Jonathan there is not a greater man in the word of God there is nobody with a greater spirit than Saul's sons have and there is there on the battlefield and Saul turns and he looks and there his beloved Jonathan he sees his Jonathan Amen. That is without spot. That is without blemish. That is without fault. He sees him die on the battlefield. And I can see as Jonathan's eyes, as he is struck maybe by the archer or by the sword, that he turns and he looks at Saul. He says, Daddy, it didn't have to be this way. Daddy, it didn't have to be this way. Daddy, you could have turned around somewhere. You missed the will of God and I'm paying for it. Be one of the most horrible things in life is to look at one of your children and know, know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm telling you, there was something that had to, had to smite the heart of Saul that day on Mount Gilboa. 
And no sooner than he had heard the cry of Jonathan and looked at him, that his second son, Abinadab, he heard that cry and he stops and he turns and he sees another son that dies in battle. And no sooner does that one die than he hears the cry of Melchashua. And he turns and he says, God, it would have been so much better, God, if you would have took me first and not let me see the price of sin. God, don't let me see the price of missing your will, God. And he watches his three sons die that day on Mount Gilboa. And the battle turns to the, to the wrong. And an archer hits him. And he cries out to an armor bearer. He says, come and thrust me through. But that armor bearer still feared to touch God's anointed. I'm asking you tonight. I'm asking somebody in this house tonight. Oh, I could have preached something and made us run these aisles tonight, but somebody's missing the will of God. Amen. Oh, I could have preached something tonight to make us shout. I'm talking about it, dance and run these aisles. But I'm telling you where I'm at. I'm in that little bitty mission just outside of the gates of hell. And I can feel the flames of hell against my back. And I'm trying to flag you down and tell you you may not have a tomorrow. Don't miss the will of God tonight. You may not have another altar call. It's not time to miss the will of God. Amen. There is Saul thrusts himself through on that battlefield, and the Philistines come and they cut their head off and they hang their bodies and their heads on the walls of Bethshan. And what could have been a trophy of heaven becomes a trophy of hell. Hallelujah. What could have been a trophy in heaven becomes a trophy on the walls of hell because somebody missed the will of God. Saul, it didn't have to be that way. It comes to the music. I'm fixing to close. Choice is yours tonight. They some that started out with the anointing of God and they've ended up trophies on the walls of hell. And they some that started out bound by the, by the cords of sin. And they've ended up trophies in heaven. David, your life was full of adultery. David, your life was full of sin. But David ran to the man of God. And whenever the man of God preached to him, he laid self-will aside. And he said, I'm the man. I'm the man. Somebody in here tonight, don't throw it over your shoulder. You're the man. You're the woman. You're the girl that I'm preaching to. David could have been a trophy on the walls of hell. But he was quick to repent. He was quick to lay aside that old self-will. Give me Revelations 22 and 17. Rahab the harlot, least likely to succeed. Number one, number one choice. 
for going to hell. But can I tell you something? When she broke that old self-will, she became a trophy in heaven. You don't have to die lost tonight. You don't have to die lost tonight. There's an almighty God, a merciful God that is reaching for somebody in this house. In the book of Revelations chapter 22, verse 17, it says it like this. And the spirit of the bride say, come. Can I tell you something? From the very beginning of this service, from the beginning of the service this morning, there's a spirit to say, come. Come. There's a spirit to say, come. There's a spirit to say, you don't have to be a, a candidate for hell. You don't have to miss the will of God. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. Read. Let him that is a thirst. Can I tell you, blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Brother McCain, you think if I made that step that I would turn loose of this pew and come to an altar? I'm telling you, if you'll come hungry tonight, God will satisfy that hunger on the inside of you. If you'll come thirsty tonight, God will satisfy that thirst on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And they that thirst. And whosoever will. That word will, it means whosoever is willing. Whosoever will crucify their will and get in the will of God. Whosoever will may come and drink of the water of life freely. These altars are open tonight. Holy Ghost is calling your name. Holy Ghost is reaching for you tonight. What doth hinder you? Hallelujah. Somebody's in the valley of decision tonight. And the danger of missing God's will will be eternal. Eternal. Would you please come as the church stands tonight? Would you please come? If you're here tonight and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you're here tonight. Hallelujah. God's got some, there's, there's some men standing on, in these altars tonight. Come on. God bless you. There's some young people standing in these altars in these pews tonight. You need to run to you an altar of prayer. Ma'am, just, just look at me. I'm telling you, you're not here by accident tonight. God's reaching. God's reaching. And God's got more. God's got more. I don't even know you, but I'm just telling you, not embarrassing you tonight, but I'm telling you, God's got more if you just hear the voice of God. Would you please come? Please come. God bless you so much. Thank you. God bless you so much. I need a prayer in church tonight. Hallelujah. Come on. God bless you so much. Hallelujah. Need a church tonight. These mothers in here. Ma'am, you need to come. God reached for you this morning. 
God reached for you this morning. I'm going to tell you, it's not a game tonight. God's, God's reaching and God's calling and eternity's going to be forever. Don't miss the will of God. Would you please come? Please come. Come on. I need a praying church. I need you to look around tonight, find somebody that's in need of prayer. I need you to help them tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hell's going to be an awful place. Hell's going to be an awful place. Hallelujah. Would you pray? Would you pray? church there needs to be a breakthrough in this house tonight men I want you to be sensitive right now men need you to be sensitive and pray in this house right now hallelujah hallelujah brothers pray hallelujah hallelujah oh yes God pray pray come on church Come on, church, sisters. Hallelujah. Pray, church. Come on. Pray, church. Maybe a last opportunity you to help somebody pray through to the Holy Ghost tonight. Man, I'm begging you, pray for somebody in this house tonight. Come on. Come on, church. God's stirring some hearts in this place. Oh, yes. Somebody needs to make their way home tonight.
Oh, 
I'm coming, Lord, I'm coming home. Oh. 